This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Here we are. We are here. Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to our Monday episode, where we will be talking about league news and give the Capitals like a little weekend review action. Um, and then on Thursdays, generally, we'll be having our segment-based stuff where I'm going to bitch about something and Polly's going to bring you back up before the end of the show. So... Like I said, if you're new, thanks for joining. If you're OG, been here for a long time, love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. With that, though, I think we should just dive right in, huh, Polly? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. So, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, we do have to open with some really tragic and sad news. Uh, sophomore Teddy Balkan, uh, player for St. Luke's School in Connecticut, died on Friday in a high school game against... Brunswick School, which is another private school in Connecticut. Uh, Teddy fell, and apparently a nearby opposing player couldn't stop. It must have been just this kind of freak timing thing, and uh, hit him in the neck. Um, So he sustained a neck injury that resulted in his passing. So, you know, worst possible scenario in anything generally at, at all, but Definitely, when it happens to the youth in the the youth level, it's it's rough, man. Absolutely, I mean, <clears throat> tragedy is all this <clears throat> all this can be described as um, is a freak accident, and um, you know, <clears throat> our condolences go out. I mean, there's not much to say. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there really isn't uh, you know anything except keeping these people and his family and your thoughts. Um, you know, one thing I, I, I do remember being kind of put into youth hockey after I was like older is like every kid had to wear a neck guard for this exact reason. And it's, you know, the neck guard was always, you know, when, unfortunately, you know, when I, when I played and and when you played Polly, the neck guard was like, uh, you're wearing a neck guard. What's that going to do? Well, in this situation, it probably would have saved somebody uh, because it is just like kind of a, a rigid piece of cloth. Like it's a pad that goes around your neck. Yeah. I mean, I think they still have to wear it in youth. So yeah. um, I think this makes it even more of a freak accident. I mean, maybe something like this will push for an innovative fabric that will be more protective. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, so, and, and of course, we don't know like the full details of the actual accident, but in any case, definitely tragic. And who knows what kind of rule changes will come out, but, or if, if the, if USA Hockey will even make any changes because this is so uh, uncommon, you know, I, I can't think of a, the last, you know, an incident like this happening for at least 10 years. Yeah, me neither. And um, that wasn't even youth. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> brutal stuff, man. Brutal. Um, so, again, thoughts and condolences to Teddy's family. And, uh, you know, just brutal stuff. Terrible, terrible and tragic incident. Um, but moving on 
The Boston Bruins are retiring Willie O'Ree's number 22, January 18th. He's going to be virtually attending due to COVID concerns. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, well-deserved. First black player in the game. And uh, he's, I believe, a Hall of Famer as a grower of the game. Right. So, I mean, Hall of Famer and, um, you know, a true pilgrim of the game is are very good reasons. And it's just a shame that there's a pandemic going on and he'll have to do it from home. Yeah, that does suck. Uh, but in any case, I think that's a, it's a good move by the Bruins. Uh, they definitely hold a piece of history for hockey and not only hockey, but, you know, people of color in hockey. Absolutely. The Penguins' winning streak has ended at the hands of Dallas. Thank you, Hockey Cowboys. Did you put that in the... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to say my main inspiration came from that TikToker. Was it uh, Trap House Sports? Oh, yeah. Is that his name? Oh, dude, yeah. He And he does football, usually. Yeah, I think his first hockey game was the, it was a Stars game, and... I think he kept calling them the Cowboys. So, um, I mean, they're both, uh, I think they both use a star as their logo. So, yeah, they're the hockey Cowboys. Right, right. Um, no, I, I love that TikTok. It was awesome. Uh, he, he was like, at the end, you know, it's always good to see somebody get who doesn't watch it get hype about it. Um, so, uh, really good stuff there, and of course, whenever the Penguins lose, it's a good day. Uh, they were leading into the third, from what I remember, and I think they blew a two nothing lead. Yeah, they were definitely up two to nothing. I think it was the second period, um, mm. and typical frustrating Penguins. They scored two goals. I'm pretty sure it was within a minute. It was right. like fourteen something, and then thirteen something. I was just, I mean, I wasn't watching live because if I was, I would have been fuming. But um, I'm glad that Dallas held on, and that's pretty much the only time I root for Dallas. Right. Like, you know, they're just – Penguins team is just built on exploiting shitty opportunities, as most most teams are, I would say. But I don't know. I'm just trying to spin this in some more deeper negative way other than (laughs) my complete homerism and bias against the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, they are super opportunistic, so that makes yeah. them frustrating to play against. Yeah, they could be having a shit game. You're dominating everything, you know, all over the ice, and then they they bang home, you know, two quick ones on you. Hate to yeah, see it. I think it's kind of it's got to be frustrating for their fans too, because it kind of feels like in basketball when you're a team that lives by the three pointer, you know, like it's so potent when it's working. Right. But when you're not hitting, you have no chance. Yeah. So I assume, I mean, that's kind of how they are. You know, if, if they're not, because they, they almost never dominate games. Right. But if they get their chances and, and capitalize, they'll win. Yeah. But then those nights that they don't, it's got to be frustrating. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen against the Capitals often. <laughs> the thing with, uh, and, and, you know, I will say this recent stretch of games, they were all... I mean, they didn't play a contender, I wouldn't say, and since they played us and beat us during this streak. Um, they had some decently easy matchups, um, sprinkled in with maybe some 
upper middle tier teams. So, you know, like beating the Blues, that wasn't a bad win or anything. I mean, that was that was good. Obviously, the we'll get into it later. Yeah, coming blues, off our week, yeah, I think we should throw some respect at that. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, so fuck the Penguins. Retweet. <laughs> Evander Kane placed on unconditional waivers. They say he violated COVID nineteen protocol in the AHL. Did he fucking? Did he forge a vaccination card? Oh, I don't know. I I just figured he was, you know, gallivanting around. Okay, that might be it. I don't know. I don't want to spread any rumors. I didn't. I did not. Um, I didn't read too far into this. I. I don't know. I don't think this guy's going to be making it back anytime soon, but the NHLPA is going to file a grievance to get him out, basically. Obligatory. Yeah. I mean, they kind of have to. You're in a union. Right. You know, I mean, it's not like... I mean, There's probably stuff that they won't file a grievance for. Right. But it's not like he, you know, killed someone or, you know, went to jail. Yeah. You know, he, so... Okay, so the NHLPA is, gonna, is filing the grievance against the league to try to get him reduced or whatever. Yeah, because this unconditional waivers will be a termination of his contract. Gotcha. So if no one picks him up, they're going to get rid of him. And I think that's the point of the grievance is um, they're saying that he can't be terminated. Right, or has to be at least in some way compensated for the uh, for the contract that he signed. Right. Because NHL contacts are always guaranteed. Right. So, okay. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Uh, dude, who knows what's going on in this guy's head. Um, I guess, I mean, I, 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 I would say I wish him luck, but I don't really wish him luck. <laughs> yeah, he definitely doesn't do, do himself any favors when it comes to sympathy. Right. Um, yeah. So, so uh Good luck, Evander Kane. Uh, I hope it. I don't know. Maybe good luck works in out the, for you. the Swedish league. Right. Yeah. Enjoy playing in China. Um, <clears throat> Jack Lafontaine signed one year entry level contract with the Carolina Hurricanes on Sunday. He will be paid seven hundred fifty thousand at the NHL level and seventy at the American Hockey League level through the end of the season. The Canes selected him third round in two thousand sixteen. He's at the universe or. At the University of Minnesota, so he, he left college. Okay, so like he, he's he's done. He mid season, he just left. Okay, um, yeah. He so sorry to interrupt you. No, go um, but he's Mike Richter Award as the best goalie. I believe he also won some Big Ten awards. Okay, um, and last year he was a Hobie Baker finalist. For those of you who don't know, that's college hockey's Heisman. Yeah. Um, I was also reading that. He most likely is going to spend some time in the A. Right. Um, you know, they, I guess they're happy with what they got going on. I mean, they put money into Anderson. Right. And, well, they don't have Ned Levick anymore, right? He's in Detroit. Right, right. Um, um, but, I'm not really sure who they're, who they're running back up. Is it Mrazek? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know why this guy leaves... Because I think Minnesota... Yeah, mid-season, it, it, it is a little weird. Minnesota's ranked. And, you know, why are you going to leave to go to the pros when 
the pros are canceling more games than college when it comes to COVID. I mean, it just doesn't seem like a super intelligent decision unless maybe he graduated in December. And, and he's he, a super he, senior. Yeah, maybe yeah. he just thought. I mean, because you can still have eligibility after graduating. Um, a lot of times people graduate in December and they're still eligible for the spring, especially with football. Um, but I, I really would like to know this guy's motivation other than, I mean, I would. it seems to me he's just antsy. He just wants to get into the pro game because I think Minnesota's a pretty decent team this year. So I, I can't understand what he's doing. Yeah, they and so uh, they got rid of Nedlovic, and then they brought in Ranta is the backup, and Frederick That's... Anderson is their number one. Right. <clears throat> Both of whom are good goalies. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I maybe he thinks he's got a shot to get in some NHL games. I mean, if, if he's a super senior and already graduated with a degree, like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. As to why he would uh, he would just bail early. Um, plus, I wonder what kind of signing bonus they gave him. True. And, you know, I don't know, maybe, um, maybe with Michigan looking like they do, he figures we're not going to win the conference, we're not going to win the championship, no reason to plug it out and possibly get hurt before I go pro. Yeah, and <clears throat> something that, just to keep up with everything here, Antti Ranta was a late scratch Saturday. And I know Frederick Anderson's kind of been, you know, uh, in and out of the lineup. So, oh, well, maybe there's more to than what the NHL.com article said. Right. It looks like, um, yeah, because they had to they had to call up Alex Lyon from from the A or from the taxi squad. So, uh, Frederick Anderson is taking a ton of starts and it looks like the Canes just need a little bit of help, a little depth in the position. So that is the main contributor, I'm sure, because, yeah. you know, any rookie, I mean, it, 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 I get he's drafted and whatnot, but like when the, when the club comes in and says like, all right, we're ready to sign you and bring you in. Like you're kind of at their mercy, right? I mean, you'd really have to want that degree. Yeah. I mean, they probably, I guess, what they're having these issues. So they probably would have left him alone if this stuff hadn't come up. Mm-hmm. So you're, I mean, right. I don't know what the rules are on being allowed to talk to a draft pick when he's still amateur. Right. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense that they. Well, I think you have the rights to him because you drafted him. No one else is allowed to talk to him, and I just, I don't know what you're saying. Like time. Well, I mean, like. Like what NCAA rules are. Like, uh, are they allowed to? Like, if he talks back to them, right? I mean, is that disqualify him? I don't know. No, I think it's only if he's getting paid. Okay. Right. I think that it's kind of free reign there. Um, yeah, and maybe since he's already drafted, it's different rules than undrafted athletes, like in football. Right. 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 Um, some interesting stuff. He may see some NHL action yeah. this year. Keep an eye out. Yep. Klingberg, this is interesting. He's asked for a trade from from the uh, Dallas Stars now. Klingberg was the Heiskanen of the Dallas Stars. 
Heisk, he, he was injured a couple years ago, and then Heiskanen got a shot and just sh- shined bright. Yeah. Did really good offensively, defensively. Heiskanen's like their number one guy. Klingberg has taken a kind of a step back. Um, the only reason I know this is because I had both of them on fantasy <laughs> like in subsequent years, and I stopped drafting Klingberg for Heiskanen. So, uh, you know, Klingberg at one point was like the main shit stain on Dallas. He was like their number one defenseman. Now Heiskanen's kind of taken that role. He's a little younger, um, is getting on the score sheet more often. Um, I mean, Klingberg, I think, had at one point had like a 40-point season. The dude was on fire for a while. Yeah, and um, they were talking on NHL radio about it, and they think he would pair nice... Um, and a contender with, you know, some of the, the top D talent, how he, he would compliment someone like a headman really well. Right. You know, so a John Carlson. Oh yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Caps fans look for, uh, the Dallas stars to be talking to the Washington Capitals around trade deadline time, uh, depending on what we need on the blue line. You know, I think our blue line is pretty good. I uh, I don't, I don't hate it, but, uh, and I hate to say, you know, Martin Faviari is probably the first one to go on that. Well, there's because well, there's a lot there. He's right. he's young and he's proving himself. So I think he'd have a lot of stock. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't say moving. I'm not saying moving him, but I am saying like um, probably uh, uh, benching him or putting him with taxi squad. Uh. If we can fit Klingberg, though, like, see, and this is the the shittiest part, and we're going to talk about this on Thursday during my Hockey Troll Hip Check section, se- segment, but, like, the Capitals have zero flexibility right now. They have the least amount of flexibility they've ever had, probably, in their entire, in the entire Ovi era. Um, now, COVID did free some stuff up. Henrik Lundqvist not actually playing and going on LTIR freed some stuff up. But now we have Kempney back who's off LTIR. We really don't have – the only person who's on LTIR right now is Mantha, which does free up I think around three and a half mil. Uh, But, you know, I just – I don't see – I don't see us being able – you know, because Klingberg, he's he's looking to be a number one, two defenseman. That should get him at least seven million a year. Yeah, and I mean, you know – Anyone brings him in this year, he's a rental. But right, one of the thing, the reasons he's leaving Dallas is because he doesn't what he doesn't like what they want to pay him. So he's going to want to. I mean, maybe he'd be comfortable with going somewhere and proving himself before he becomes a free agent. Right. Uh, I mean, this season, all any team would have to worry about is his current contract. Right, and Caps may do that, but what would they have to sacrifice? I mean, at least a high pick, second round or up for him, just to get him for a rental. And it may be worth it. I would say it's worth it. We're all in. If, if, you know, this is the team that we've got to play with, uh, and this is the year that, I mean, every, I feel like every day that Ovechkin is on this team that progresses in the future is just another kind of, you know, day off the clock of us in the proverbial window where we can be competitive and, and go for a cup. Um, right now, we have zero projected cap space. We're actually like three million over, but we're 
uh, were 3.6 in LTIR, so we have about 1.6 to work with, 1.7 in current cap space and deadline space. Uh, it's all fucked up on cap friendly because of the taxi squad and the injuries and everything that we have, but we're literally uh, one one man over roster size. <laughs> so when when it comes down to the, the trade deadline, I mean, who knows? But I would be I would go after him. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Uh, he's a big body and he's an offensive presence there. You know, even if he gets buried on the third pairing. <laughs> He'd be a good third pairing. I mean, think about it though, like him and Nick Jensen. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or him and I mean, he seems like he could fit in. If you're saying that he'd be a good complement to Hedberg, uh, you know, I'd I'd say like him Orlov, him Nick Jensen, um, and him and John Carlson, mm-hmm. and then who who knows what you do with Favari and Kempney or, or you know whatever. For a talent like that, I feel like you got to make room. Yeah, I I agree with that. All right, injuries. Well, before that, real quick, oh. uh, two Monday games were postponed. Oh, yeah. Um, Ottawa and Edmonton and Tampa and New Jersey. Okay. Um, so, I think... And I've been seeing, like, a lot of the Canadian arenas being empty. Mm-hmm. Again, like, playing in front of no crowd. Yeah. Um, I think that's over 100 games now. Okay. That have been postponed. Awesome. Yeah. So... Hopefully the Canadian teams can keep coming into America for their games. Right. It will be an interesting situation that's going to develop towards the end of the season. Like, uh, depending on, you know, what if the Canadian teams are five, ten games short? Are we just going to say they're ties or you got to forfeit? I would be pissed if I was a Canadian team and I was on the cusp. And that knocked me out of the playoffs. Because I think that that's probably going to happen. I mean, look at Edmonton right now. I think they should just percentage it. Yeah. So assign their percentage to points? No, like... um, Everyone in the league... If everyone doesn't get to play 82, then the playoffs will be determined league-wide by your record percentage. Right, but what about if you if every if like all the the United States teams play eighty two because I think that that's where we're trending, but the Canadian teams can't get in to schedule all their shit, and because of border closures or whatever it may be, what do you, what and and the Canadian teams or or three of the three teams or whatever, you know obviously I'm talking about the minority of the league here. A handful of teams can't play 82. What do you do then? Coin flip. Coin flip. <laughs> yeah. Everyone does virtual rock, paper, scissors. And, uh, yeah. We'll simulate it on Chell. Yeah, simulate it on Chell. <laughs> games that you can't reschedule can be simulated. Holy fuck. The, the, e- the um, professional gaming world would have a field day with that. Yeah. I mean... That's better in my mind than saying you just have to take an L. Yeah. Yeah, I think anything than just taking the L is better, but 
Oof. Sticky. Sticky situation there, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, injuries. We're good to go on injuries. Kucherov returned Thursday night versus Calgary and had two assists. Hasn't played since October. The dude's a fucking machine. A glass cannon, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Tuka Rask has returned. And so, do you know, do you remember why he bowed out? Was it kind of personal reasons? No, I think he was hurt. Oh, okay. And he's he's coming back. Uh, okay. Because he's got to do his conditional stint. And an article was saying how it... Uh, could be delayed due to COVID situation, so that sucks. But he's back in the AHL rehabbing, and he wants to come back to um, the NHL. And this AHL contract is, from what I believe, or what I understand, does not connect to the NHL. So when he's ready, they'll have to re like a new contract. Interesting. Hmm. And... They have the rights to him still? I think so, because he's in their system. Huh. Yeah, because I guess he was injured. I just don't understand why there's like this whole mention of signing the AHL contract with the Bruins when, if they have him already, like... I think it was the end of his contract. So he's a UFA, got injured. I believe so. That makes sense then. But if he's a UFA, it's his choice. I wonder if somebody just like who needs a goalie is just like we'll be we'll double your wage. I mean, if he's a UFA, I guess that's a possibility. Yeah, and but if I, two, I don't know how it works. If you're on the AHL team, the NHL team might have first rights to you. Right, but you said no. Well, you said it was a it wasn't a two way contract. So it's this is just purely an AHL contract. I mean, oh, yeah, the Bruins would have to make room for him in cap and sign him. Yeah, and at that point, I don't see why. Another team can't take a shot at him, too. That's a good point. That'd be interesting. Uh, And, you know, honestly, if I was Tuka Rask, I'd tell... Well, we've heard it from the Short Shift boys. They say that Tuka Rask lovers are are alive and well in Boston. It's just a very loud and obnoxious, dumbass fucking minority that is saying, Fuck Tuka Rask, can't believe he quit on us, and... You know, I we don't need to go. We don't need to belabor uh, the bullshit that Bruins fans have put Tukarask through. But yeah, <laughs> it is a plenty if you want to do your own Google research on that shit. Um, it, it, interesting though. Um, I I think Tukarask probably wants to go back to the Bruins. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think I may have been wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Wouldn't be the first time there, Polly. Well, that's the majority of uh, <laughs> me being wrong. Because um, it says here, Tuka Rask may not get a minor league tune-up before playing for the Bruins. Okay. So they've got him. They've got him in some way. They have the rights to him, or or he's committed to them. Yeah, he signed an IHL tr- AHL tryout deal. Okay. So... Um, that probably gives them rights to him. Yeah, so that would just be like a whole club deal. Yeah. Because if you're in a... It's a PTO. Yeah. Is what you're saying, he signed, right? Yes, it's, he signed a PTO. Right. Um, but because of COVID, those games are giving him issues. Or they're being postponed. And so 
he may just go straight up to the NHL. Gotcha. All right, so that entire like kind of cool conversation about contract stuff uh, is now null and void. Never mind. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Kirill Kaprasov sustained an upper body injury Thursday versus Boston. He's out indefinitely or for question marks. So uh, I would say that's a big hit for Minnesota. Obviously, we just played them and, um, you know, he's a big part of that team. One of the oldest rookies to win the Calder, but... Probably one of the oldest rookies to play a full season. Right. Um, but still a uh, still a beast for them. He's on IR. Capsaw? Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, upper body injury, who knows what it is? Any any details on that? What exactly it is? Um, no, it's just saying upper body. He was hit into the boards... I don't know. My my guess is dislocated shoulder. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, they said it's hard to give a time frame. Okay. So, you know, who knows? Eight weeks. Give him eight weeks. Playoffs. He'll be back before the playoffs, maybe. Yeah. Take him off the payroll until the playoffs. Right. It works. <laughs> Jay Beagle, Washington Capitals' favorite. Uh, Washington Caps fans' favorite is out indefinitely following a core injury. So it sounds like a hernia or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, healing from that surgery, everything you do, you're going to feel. Yeah, that's got to suck. Uh, wish him the best of luck. Where is he at now? Is he in Phoenix? Or, I mean, in Arizona? Arizona, yeah. <laughs> He's only got one goal this year, but yeah. he is wearing the A. No shit. At least, Yeah, at least sometimes because um, – picture had it well deserved oh yeah absolutely he would have had it in washington if washington was not a cup contender that's true yeah absolutely if we didn't have you know baxter and wilson a bunch of studs to put it out not to say that jb is not a stud he's a stud in his own right but he's not so much showing up on the score sheet as as much as the guys who are wearing uh letters for us now Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, there's another thing that's happening in sports, and that's the NFL playoffs. The NFL playoffs are here, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wild card weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prize with DraftKings fantasy daily fantasy football contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot of millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds. And any NFL team, bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. This wild card weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Washington uh, football team won their final game, and that's the end for them. The Ravens, on the other hand, shit the bed, and now the fucking Steelers are in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's frustrating. 
for the DMV. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating for me as a Raiders fan because I think if the Ravens had won, the Raiders would have made the playoffs no matter what happens tonight. Right. And they were up 10 nothing. They're losing 14-10. to <laughs> Driving in the, four, in the second quarter right now. Almost halftime. Still a lot of team to play. Oh, there is. The NFL is so weird. Like, yeah. it's domination fluctuates throughout the game. It's crazy. Well, it's football, so there's only really like 10 minutes of actual action. <laughs> um, these guys only really do anything for 10 minutes uh, of total game time playing. Uh, so the rest of it's just butt taps, huddles, replays. It's a three-hour event, 10 minutes of action. Yeah, but there's so much anticipation between all that action. Yeah, it's just blue balls the entire game. It's foreplay. <laughs> foreplay and you as Raiders fan have had to go home with blue balls yes. far too often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a long time. You know, at least as like Washington football fans, like they know. It's already over. They know that this is going nowhere. Oh, Washington fans, they get shut down when they go say hi at the bar. (laughs) The Raiders get into it. It's like 2.30 in the morning, and then the prospective partner says, I think I'm going to go home now. (laughs) I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, that being said... (laughs) Our, our entire college uh, social life just put out there uh, on the air. Um, let's talk about the Caps, huh? Let's do it. All right. So, Caps fans, you know, not a great week. Zero wins. Um, Laviolette, the the uh, – Anticipation for this week, you know, it was, it was, it was, everything was positive. We've got some time off. We're going to run a mini camp. We're going to add some wrinkles to the power play. You know, we're going to be, we're going to be firing all cylinders when we come back. Not the case. No. Not the case at all. Um, so we've got, we went, oh, and we went, oh, one in one. So we did, we did steal a point. Um, but you know, more like we forfeited a point in that true. game. That's true. That's true. We forfeited a point. Um, and really, the only positive, I guess, is Ovi of this week is Ovi is the Metro captain for the All Star game. Kuzi uh, didn't receive, uh, didn't get the the placement on the team, but he did receive votes. And hilariously, hilariously enough, Sidney Crosby again not voted into an All Star game because he's not. He's he's really just kind of like a once in a decade player, not really that important historically. Kind of a scrub overall. Um, all of his cups are a lie, and we're awarded to him based on being the golden boy of the NHL. Exactly. You know, and <clears throat> I was saying to you before the show, you know, if Ov does his All Star game skip like he usually does, yeah. Which caveat, maybe he won't because he there's no Olympics. Right. Um, but I was thinking, if he does bow out, maybe Kuzi gets his spot because he's getting votes. And there's right. no other capitals. So you would think they would put the next capital in instead of 
someone else. Right. I mean, who gives a fuck about the All-Star game? Let's be honest. Yeah. It's it's a cool little award, and I'm sure there's a little bit of money incentive, especially if you're, like, young. Uh, Carl Osner was telling us about, like, you know, um, if you hit certain certain benchmarks, you get some money, uh, especially when you're a rookie, you know, when you're younger, when, when the guaranteed salary is not there. I doubt Ovi gets any <laughs> any incentive to go to go to the All Star Game uh, financially from the team. Um, you know, the only thing that, that he would get was like if the All Star Game uh, does something wild, like give out a Honda Accord. Yeah, the I think the <laughs> and he wins it. MVP gets the car. Yeah, and the winning team splits a mill. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure because I thought when John Scott went. A lot of the guys forfeited their portion for him. No shit. I think the All-Star game was really fun before the NHL figured out the science of three-on-three. Yeah. When it was still like crazy back and forth, awesome, fast-paced hockey. And now it's just turned into like a slower version of lacrosse. Right. Like just holding on to the puck until you get a shot and it's taking rushes. You're taking line rushes, basically. Well yeah, but seems. that's what it was. I yeah. mean now it's like controlled for minutes at a time. Yeah. Leaving the zone to regroup, shit you wouldn't do. Right. You know, and um you know I guess <clears throat> I'll I'll save my next point for my snack time because I will be talking about the All Star game. Okay, so on Thursday, tune in. Paulie's going to be talking about the All-Star game. Um, I will be talking about Carl Hagelin, and we'll get to Carl Hagelin a little bit later uh, again. But <clears throat> uh, the the game on the 4th was supposed to be against Montreal, and that's what I was referencing. We had a lot of time off. Uh, Laviolette had said he's going to run a mini camp, and that was postponed, so the, our game didn't even happen until Friday, like the first game of the week. Um, and in, uh, in St. Louis, the Caps came out hot, easily could have scored three goals in that first period, scored none, uh, or scored one off Spronger's snipe there, which was really nice. Uh, but the Caps just missed a bunch of quality chances, uh, and then with, uh, with 750 left crew tied it up, uh, after one. So, you know. That's tough. It's tough to come out of that and then go into the second period with, with you know, forgetting about all of that. You know, Leeson's Leeson puts that he pushes that right into Huso's pad. Yeah, and I think that Huso just like v- fueled off of that. He carried that adrenaline rush throughout the entire game. Well, you know, on that play when when you're him when you're Leeson there, you know, you're just trying to get your stick on the puck, right? And you're not trying. You're not worried about point pinpoint accuracy. Right. So when you're watching the replay, you're thinking, you know, he had that first foot closest to him that the goalie couldn't have gotten to. Right. And he put it in the middle of the net, and so the goalie makes a save. That's easy to criticize when you're not the guy in the moment. Not that anybody oh. was criticizing, but what, right. what I'm saying is um, it was a great save, and Yes, he could have found more open space, but in that situation, you're just trying to get a stick on it. Ovi, I think in the first shift, he muffed a backdoor tap-in. Right. Um, I think 
if I remember correctly, Ovi missed two of those chances. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were four in the first period where the Caps could have um, could have scored. So I mean, by the time we get to the end of this game, it could have been overtime. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say that. Um, that the the first period was filled with what baseball fans may call errors. Yeah. You know, I would say that's an error. A couple of them. Uh, you know, the OV, the OV bit. I mean, and then just, just zero puck luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in St. Louis. So, and a goalie has a first period like that, getting a little luck, making a couple like flashy saves. That's just adding to his confidence in, in Huso's game. So, yeah, you get that confidence boost and you play above your station. Mm-hmm. I definitely think he did. Moving into the second, though, uh, Bushnevich, beauty snipe. Yeah, I mean, nice. this thing, the release, it just rolled off. There wasn't a single, like, wobble in that, that puck's path. It almost, I mean, it was a hard, fast shot, but it was just such a, it was just like a straight laser in. Yeah, I mean, and he deserved that goal. He came down, four-checked. I mean, he basically started the play. Right. And then it continued and he finished. Right, right. It was a good play. Uh can't hate him for that. You have him on fantasy because of me. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that worked out for you. Um well when I checked earlier we were tied five five. Well we are and that's how it's gonna end. I'm not even gonna get my goalies in. I'm yeah. not I just quit trying to put goalies in. Actually no. Huberto or no Verhage. He had a big night the other night. That Did helped. He? Yeah, we are playing each other in fantasy this week. For the Hockey Podcast Network's Fantasy League. Um, <laughs> I can't get it to load. But we're going to tie. I, uh, unless I can come at you with some assists tonight. I do have more more players playing. And Bertuzzi has two points. And a, one of those is a power play point. Troy Terry, back on a tear, had a, had a fucking hat trick the other night. Jeez. Kid's on fire. Heiskanen. Got an assist, so it's up to Terry and Bertuzzi. To, I need two more assists, and we'd still two more assists, and I, we'd still tie. <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Bushnevich, really nice, uh, really nice goal. Um, and then they scored a couple more. I don't care. Yeah, who it was. The, and then it was just a really trash second period. I, I remember yeah. watching and being like, "Well, <clears throat> that you know." Booch scores, another guy scores. I'm like, okay, okay, we, you know, we can still come back from this. Another guy scores, and then another, or and then one more scores. And I'm like, mm, that's not good. Yeah. And then Fukale gets the start in the third. I thought Vanacek was in, so I tweeted out, absolutely, <laughs> Vanacek gets the third, gets the net in the third. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, it was actually Fukale. I was quick to be called out by several of our faithful. <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. I'm a Keeping fucking idiot. honest. <laughs> yeah, keep me honest there. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, Fucali, on the other hand, did a, did pretty good. Really yeah. nice. Really nice uh, Really nice game. Let nothing by. Uh, and then Bucinevich gets the empty netter. Uh, shorthanded goal to put the nail in the coffin. That's another shorthanded goal, technically, by the Washington Capitals. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, six on four. Uh, it's pretty amazing to not only give up control, but to leave enough space for a three fourths of the ice empty net goal. Yeah, and the 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 twist of the dagger here, 
is, you know, no Tarasenko. Usually it's the matchup of the Russians is what I was watching. They were, they were constantly honing in on that bullshit. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, this is this is bad in the sense of they were a depleted team just like the Washington Capitals are. Um, but eventually, you know, while everything was great for the Caps in the beginning of the season and we were really just finding a way to win, I think things are starting to creep up as far as, you know, okay, these, these young guys that are coming up, they had a really good, um, you know, they contributed early and getting them in and out of the lineup was, was good for them. I think now that the season grinds on and we're hitting about the halfway point of it, this is when you really see like, okay, so are you truly, are you bona fide or are you just, were you just pumped to get into the NHL lineup yeah. and getting a little puck luck uh, and taking advantage of a more healthy roster, not a totally healthy roster. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess we'll see as uh, the grind really kicks in. Yeah. So um, a real pooper, real pooper. Um, was I that watched, a five to one, five to one loss. Yeah, that's an five. ass kicking for the Capitals. It re- I mean, in any hockey, it really mm-hmm. is. Except you know, in college, we considered that a close game. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I was watching this game on NHL Network and. I think they were using the Blues uh, commentators. And I noticed a few things. When Darren Pang. Ed Panger. Panger on there, right? I think that's who, yeah. Yeah. Um, when they were referencing former teams for the Capitals, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily their most recent team. He was referencing who they had played for in the West Coast. So I think yeah. uh, Schultz... Uh, Maybe he, I forget who he said. Maybe it was the Coyote, not the Coyotes. But whoever Schultz said, it was someone pre-Penguins. Oh. And, I don't know, there were two or three guys that he was like, the former whatever. (sighs) And I was like, no, they came from an East Coast team. Right. But this guy remembered them from way back. Right, right. But it was just funny to hear the difference of perspective. Yeah, I mean, you know, the West Coast, you got to keep it, you got to keep it relevant. Yeah. It really is two different, two different markets, man. Like when you go, when you go to, I mean, okay, I could get like Chicago, Detroit, they could be a little bit more like East Coast biased there, but uh, I would say everyone on the West is is really looking towards California versus towards DC. Yeah, and I think this is one of the probably the only North American sports league. That has this much of a divide between conferences. I mean, um, the the difference in culture and references between the East and the West feels like it's like the old NFL when they had the AFL and the NFL meet yeah. up, you know, for a championship later on in the season. Like, right? It sometimes it feels like. At least when I get to hear the perspective from the West Coast announcers and stuff, it's almost like it's two different leagues meeting up. Yeah, and I think that's kind of intentional, you know. Um, with and I, I'm, I don't mind it. I I just when the league restructured and realigned, like I was like, man, whatever. I mean, and and you know, we got to see our our players that we like to see more and, and our regional rivalries and you know 
we've talked about it a hundred times on this podcast and, and like I said about Ken Dryden's book The Game like uh, wait you read that one? yeah I read it <laughs> Did you, have you ever heard of this? I, tell me about it have you, yeah so Ken Dryden he's a goalie from Montreal back in like the <laughs> seven, late 70s uh, like uh, won the cup more than he didn't in his career uh, <laughs> anyways but he talks about you know like hockey needs a grassroots regional fan base you can't just and and that's what Wayne Gretzky did so well in California was that the best player in the league at the time went west even farther into LA and grew the game from there you know started he did a ton of stuff to just his presence alone got people interested in hockey and it wasn't the adults it was the kids yeah you know Hockey starts, I mean, any any good major sport starts with the kids, man. I mean, you know, you have your kid get interested and then they start watching the best and the, the best around that do it. I mean, you know how it goes, right? Right. Um, just to go back to my point. Yeah. He was talking about how Justin Schultz is a former oiler. Yeah, back without, I think he did a stint with the Oilers. He started Pittsburgh. with the or, Oilers. Oh, he did? Yeah, he was in Edmonton for his first... Uh, three and a half seasons. They probably shouldn't have given him up. They got him at the, the deadline <laughs> in 2016, it looks like. From who? Where did he get drafted? Edmonton drafted. That's oh, okay. Pittsburgh got Pittsburgh him. Pittsburgh got him. Gotcha. At, at the deadline. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, it was cool for me. It's fun. Well, I'm glad you picked up on that. Paul. Real quick update. Mm-hmm. Raiders scored 17-14 halftime. Okay. All right. That's no good. one cares except for me, no but that's enough. Zero people care. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, the Capitals then from St. Louis flew up to Minnesota, the the state of hockey, if you will, as it's been known. Um, They're fun to chirp on Twitter. They are. They are. Uh <laughs> Fukale gets the start. You know, I will say, I don't think uh, Samsono had an amazing game. I wouldn't say he was the bad guy uh, in the St. Louis game. No, I think the Caps were dominated all around. Yeah, but, uh, you know, hey, Fukale lets nothing in in the third, lets Sammy take a rest while Vitek is injured and roll from there. Um, Scoreless after one. So it was kind of like a you know good back and forth, pretty pretty a deadlock game. Uh, Caps are trying to get into their road game uh, kind of groove. I think they did in the first, so we'll like that. That's fine. Getting into the second, and hey, Caps look like really good, right? First goal scored by Connor McMichael off a shot that was going about three feet wide. Nick Jensen just fired that thing off, and. Off the shaft, McMichael off the shaft right in. I mean... It looked like it was going to, like... I don't know if I didn't get the right angle. It looked like if he missed it, it would have, like, hit him right in the stomach. Yeah. Like, he he stood in there. He made a play. He did. He stood in there, and then the, the fucking prowess, the hand-eye to get the shaft on it to, like, block it in. I mean, his... You could tell McMichael's fully intended to, to deflect that in with the, his stick. It was like a bunt. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, love to see it. I, and, you know, look, Connor McMichael, who knows what the the league is. I mean, who knows what he's going to be in, in 
two, three years, right? Who knows if he's going to be a 50-point guy, you know, or just, you know, 20-point guy, but like 15 goals. Who knows what that's going to look like for him. But I'm just really happy that he's doing good work getting both uh, skill and greasy goals like this. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely just shows his depth as a player. Yeah, and even when he's not scoring, he's creating a lot of opportunities. Yes, he, he gets in the mix. And, yeah. you know, there are times where you think he's invisible, but if you if you were to, like, ISO cam him, he does – he mixes it up and, and gets in on the forecheck, tries hard. He's not a fast guy. He's not he's not a, a speedster like Carl Hagelin or anything. <laughs> but he, he – Connor McMichael, he's no Carl Hagelin. <laughs> I spilled my beer. Um <laughs> He, he isn't any uh, speedster like Carl Hagelin, that's for sure, but um, hands, hockey IQ, defensive ability. I mean, he's playing two ways. I think that he's a really good uh, he's a really good player. I, I like him. Um, I am I'm sold on him now as being at least a bona fide NHL talent. Yeah, someone I who mean, can stay in the lineup. You were you were pretty skeptical on him. I and, was. which is fair. Um, I think a lot of people bought into the hype. Um, before he proved himself. Right. And he's, you know, he wasn't really marketed. That's a lot of... Marketed it? Yeah, that's a lot of D's. Um, (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't marketed as going to come in and be Ovechkin or anything like that. But uh, He's a first-round pick for the Caps. I think too many people expected him to come in and be a top-six guy. Yeah, like or, uh, last year. Yeah. And it's when, you know, the, the year that we drafted him, like the very next year, he was going to come in and be an NHL talent. That never fucking happens, people. Like, we need to realize, we were, we've been spoiled with, like, uh, Ovechkin and, you know, guys like John Carlson and Carl Alsner, you know. Backstrom. Backstrom. But even those guys spent, you know, you're looking at JC and Alsner, they spent time in the A. Yeah. Tom yeah. Wilson, you know, he, he had to spend a few years developing his game being a goon. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I think Tom Wilson, what was he, playing juniors in Erie? I don't want to say. Anyways, he uh, he came up and he played with Hershey, I think, for a little bit. You know, everybody goes. That's how you should go. You don't want to, like, crush somebody's confidence right out the bat Yeah, as a new player. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean... I'm sold on him being a NHLer now, but I'm not sold on him being a top six guy yet. Yeah, he's got a ways to go before yeah. he's elite. Right, right. I don't, and I don't know if he'll ever get there. And it, you know what? If he's a role player on the second line, I still think that's okay. Oh, Even yeah. if he's on the third line, it still contributes. It's good. Um, if he ends up being the next Lars Eller, I'm happy. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, the thing is, with, with him is... I think he still would have benefited from a year of tearing up Hershey and then maybe called him up for the playoffs. Like in a normal year when everybody's not like getting fucking COVID and there's crazy injuries everywhere. I think that in that sense, he, I would have been right in the sense of his deployment would have been primarily Hershey. Maybe he gets a shot in the playoffs. Maybe he gets a shot down the stretch. Maybe he gets called up for 10 to 15 games. And then I also added the caveat when we were talking about Connor McMichael in the beginning of the season that if Connor McMichael plays more than 10 and 15 games, it's probably not great news for the Caps because that means they're really injured, and they are. How about that? You know, I constantly say I've never been wrong, and I don't like 
to obviously tout examples because <laughs> but you hate it. You know. Here here we are. So <clears throat> hey, I I'm glad that he's in the lineup. I'm glad that he's a contributor and I'm um even more happy that he's showing up on the score sheet. Absolutely. Because he could still be playing an incredible game, playing his game, doing well, and just not getting good puck luck, not being able to finish, getting snake bitten a little, you know, kind of like a speedster Swede who we know. Um, you know, and, and then fans might have turned on him. He might have turned on himself. You never know. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, the second goal, uh, power play goal. You ever heard of him? I haven't. Oh, it's been a long time since anyone's called me that name. <laughs> Finally, Lars Eller wins the draw. Ovi sends it cross ice. What a what a pass! And then Kuzi with the break. Look, so the underrated part here is the pass from Ovi. I think. Oh yeah, I mean it was on a, Ovi was like, "Hey guys, yeah. let me show you how to make a one timer pass, <laughs> so you can remember this when you're passing to me." Right, and I mean he he strung that thing over, and he was all the way. You know, basically in line with the left face-off dot there. Gets it all the way over to the right face-off dot. Kuzi just tees this thing up, and it is, you know... It's what the kids would call a dime of yeah, a pass. A dime dime pass, and it's absolute fucking Barry from, from Kuznetsov. Barry snipes Sally, boys. <laughs> he, uh... That was a good goal. Kuznetsov, just so fucking cocky, too. I love it. You know, I mean, this game, though, he's flying around. Kuznetsov is, is on one this game, I will say. Hmm controlling the puck he's got it on a string he's uh he's everywhere on the ice it seems finally gets that power play goal uh you know he's probably pumped about the power play goal and but but his like shit-eating grin all day and then that goal to top it off with just uh with with a little bit of cockiness i like it yeah me too he's got a fun smile like when he's when he's being cocky yeah yeah i mean he's (laughs) He's also, it's nice to just see him happy. Right. But, like, you can just tell, like, he knows he's really fucking good. <laughs> right. Yeah, that one. Exactly. The the Caps scored again <clears throat> um, later in the second. It was a delayed penalty call. So, Minnesota was gooning it up a little bit. And this is how you know you're dominating a team. They start taking, like, trash penalties. And Minnesota was taking some pretty blatant hooks, holds... Mostly trips, though. Yeah. Lots of tripping calls. Uh, just being clumsy, not put together. Uh, not a good look. And honestly, I think that the refs were taking it kind of easy on Minnesota. Yeah, there were quite a few times that they they could have called another one. I think there was one time it would have either made it a 5-on-3 or it was right after a power play ended. Yeah. And, I mean, the boys like were all throwing their hands up. Yeah, I mean, there was one play where they tripped Ovi. Uh, Zuccarello came back, lost his stick, and just took Ovi out uh, by around the legs. And then Tom Wilson got cleaned out by something there too. Uh, I mean, that's two trips in like the single play uh, that just refs put the whistles away. Um, <clears throat> so, so anyway, let's talk about this goal. Yeah. Okay. So Carl Haglin, he has it in the corner. There's three green jerseys around him: one on the wall and two on him. And he looks up, he sees Kuznetsov, and sends the pass, but Kuzi just, like, bolts to the net. And at this time, I believe Kuzi was, at least on that side of the ice, uh, if you split it down, like, hot dog style, not hamburger style. So if you split it, like, not 
on the red line, but split it on the two goals. That side of the ice, uh, which would be the right side of the ice, uh, Haglund looks up, tries to feed him, and Kuzi vacates a little too early, uh, and just the puck's gone. I mean, it was it was not a great pass, and and then it passes everyone, goes right into our own net. I've never seen that in person. I don't think that's something I've uh, kind of like hoped would happen. Uh, at times like I've thought to myself like wouldn't it be funny if someone pulls the goalie and that happens yeah Uh, it's not so funny now (laughs) when it happens to our team (laughs) no it's 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 always less funny when it happens to you right yeah um yeah and the worst luck not an ill-advised pass an ill-advised uh so when when the delayed penalty happened, so a couple times throughout this game, the Caps retained possession for quite a bit, 30, 30 seconds, um, after the, the penalty came up and the arms or the, the arm was raised and the goalie was taken out. The there's been a couple times where the Caps still retained possession pretty good and got a couple chances on net. Yeah. This was one of those times. And then I, I just remember looking at like how everybody was set up after Carl gets the puck and I'm like this doesn't look right. And then all of a sudden the puck goes up to the point and it's just gone. And poor, poor Haglin. I mean, he just bends over on his stick, just like motherfucker, man. Like, of course he's got to be feeling it, you know? Yeah. You know, when stuff like that happens, I always think to myself, I wish this would happen to a star player. Yeah. Because they would get shit on less. Right, get a pass. Yeah. But when something unlucky happens to a guy who isn't a star, it gets piled on. And worst fucking guy on the Capitals team to to have this happen to him. Yeah. Bar none. This could have happened to anybody. It could have. That's what people, as you you folks, hammer hard on Haglin. Yeah. This could have happened to anybody. It really could have. It's a fluke. Freak accident. I mean, it wasn't a good play. Like, either all the way around. Nobody on the ice. I mean, I don't think... And I could be wrong. I don't know these people personally. But I don't think anybody goes into the locker room and says, Fuck, Hags. Like, you fucked us on that one. Like, you know, get your head up. I don't think anybody's saying that to him. No, I would imagine most of the teammates were like, Hey, man, that sucks. Let's keep going. Yeah, or like, you know, I don't know. If anybody, I think the bad guy is the guy who's supposed to be receiving that puck. And that's Kuznetsov for vacating early. But, because if I remember correctly, again, I didn't I didn't rewatch it, um, at least recently. But I believe Kuzi was the last guy back. That's who he was looking for on the yeah. pass. Yeah. He was, yeah. I think he's the guy who came off the bench. Yeah. He, he was looking for him. And both defensemen were either caught low or not holding the blue line. Because he was right there at the blue line, right? Yeah, I think Orlov was, like, on the boards, top circle. Yeah, looking for the upboards pass. Cut, trying to cut yeah. off the boards for, for Hags. Yeah, I mean, they were all well inside the blue line because right. they knew, or they, they thought, right. that they couldn't give up a goal. Sure. Yeah. And then Kuznetsov, who's the last guy holding the blue line, 
instead of staying there. Because if he would have stayed, he probably would have caught that pass or deflected it or something, and they could have rewound it. But instead, he he takes two big strides in, and it's about five feet behind him. Yeah, I mean, they were obviously thinking very different things. Yeah, and of, of course, I don't think anybody's a bad guy in that play, like I said. Uh, but if you're going to point fingers at Hagelin, you might as well also point fingers at Kuznetsov. Yeah. And everybody else on the fucking ice at that time. Um, so the goal goes to Marcus Foligno. Um, I guess he's the last guy who touched the puck. That's how that goes, I believe. I think it. I think the last guy who actually touched it was Hartman, who the penalty was called on. But I think for that reason, they can't award him the shorthanded goal because uh, he's in the box at this time for the penalty. Well, he's about to be in the box. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not. I don't even want to fucking rack my brain over this. Marcus Foligno got the fucking goal. Good job. Dude, you know what pissed me off the most about that fucking thing? Is that how hard they sell it. They were all like in a big group hug. Did you see Minnesota's whole fucking team get together on yeah. that one? Yeah. I mean, to reference us again, the only people who have an excuse to celebrate on their own goal like that are guys like our college team who lost <laughs> all the time. Yeah, right. Right. Like... This it was just a, a gift. Then they're looking at it more as a miracle. We were looking at it more as a miracle than anything else. They're looking at it like I, I don't know. I did not like that whole Sully. Like they were ecstatic with each other. Yeah. Like you guys didn't do anything. Yeah. You fucking idiots. I put pressure on. I forced it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Okay. So then I didn't get to watch the third. Tell me. Tell me what happened, boy. Well, you know the third. There was back and forth and whatnot. Yeah. Hockey was played. Okay. Um, but then we and get it's to... it's 2-1. It's 2-1 yeah, in the third. It's 2-1. to one. Um, And then the Wild pulled the goalie, and Zuccarello tied the game up in the final minute of the game. So, you know, Caps go from... Was it an even period? Like, were they... How, how did it... Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really feel like there was much dominance in either direction. Okay. I mean, other folks may have seen it differently, but I thought it was pretty good back and forth. Um, it just, it was a competitive period. Yeah. Um, you know, and then it goes to overtime. And in overtime, nobody scored. But uh, Fukale had a really, really nice save that's been all over the highlights everywhere, mm-hmm. NHL network. NHL. I did see that, and that's a bona fide fucking robbery. Yeah, I mean he gets that in the glove. Yeah, I, I mean believe. there was so much net. Yeah, insane. Yeah, and uh, you know we had the shootout. None of the Caps scored. Minnesota scored twice, so we didn't even get a third shooter. It was just over. Kuzi hit the post. Fuck. Um, made a nice move and rang it off the post. Looked like he shot it hard enough that he could have freaking snapped the post. Um, you know, Fukale looked good. You know, yeah. The only time he let up a goal was essentially a power play with the mm-hmm. pool goalie. You know, he set a record for the longest debut without a goal. So in the first, he set a franchise record. And by the second period, he had set an NHL record. I think it was like... 106 minutes or something. Um, For shutouts. Yeah. 
For yeah, for not being scored on <clears throat> yeah. when you first come to the NHL. And so so let's talk about this a little bit. <clears throat> Just gonna open this with the soft sell of I don't give a fuck about this record, alright? This is stupid as fuck. I mean, this is the dumbest 106 minutes. Okay, that's, that's like not even two games. He didn't even get two shutouts in a row. This rookie is the record, correct? I mean, he almost did because almost. he had a full game, a third period. Essentially, he had two full games. So, okay, maybe my number my numbers are off. Yeah. But, he yeah, so he had a full game, right. third period, and then almost a second full game. Right, it's an anomaly. So that's, I mean, almost 140 minutes. That that's nice. That's cool. But that's not even three games in a row for shutouts. Yeah, it's been done before. Three shutouts in a row has been done before. Been yeah, done but not playoffs. as your debut. Sure, correct. It's still cool. Okay, it's cool. You no, set a record. Look. Look, right? It's cool. It's a cool record. All right. It's it's a record. Okay. But I, oh, it's I cool don't, now. You know, no, no. now it's cool. It's cool. And no, I, I'm what I meant to say <laughs> that it's cool and it's a record. But I don't think it's like he is not Patrick Waugh incarnate. This no. kid his his was a fucking first round bust. First of all, let's be real. Zach Fukale was supposed to be the next Carey Price and busted all over the fucking world. Wow, this is turning dark. Went to went. Floundered in the ECHL and has worked his way up. And that's where the story is. This kid, maybe he's full of himself. Maybe he's not. I haven't met him. Maybe we should get an interview with him. And, you know, and then he'll probably just be like, fuck you, because you just said all these mean things about me. I'm not <laughs> trying to, I'm not trying to pile on Zach Fucali. I think that he is good. I do think he's good. And I think that, furthermore, it was a really good snipe by Capital Scouting and Management to give this kid a shot. When everyone else in the entire league had wrote him off as as a bust, a first round bust. Yeah. Okay. Now, that being said, and then the the record's cool. He didn't even he it came, news came out. He didn't even know that the record was a thing. Well, no one. Yeah. Right. That's not okay. I'm not saying this is some like put him in the Hall of Fame because he set this record. It's just <laughs> it's neat. It's I'll yes, say it's neat. It is something neat. It's neat to note. But and and I okay that's fine, Polly. You are a sensible person, on most days. I see fucking social media caps, Twitter, like, oh yeah, Zach Fakali is now the new starter. Just, just trade Samson on and and Vitek Vanacek. Who's that guy? No, it's fucking stupid. All right, you need depth in the goaltending position. You need all. You're gonna need all three of these guys. If anything, Zach Fukali, if he doesn't go back to Hershey, should at least be on this taxi squad, right? Absolutely. I think he. It's. Very good fortune for the Capitals yeah. with him being a taxi squad guy. Right. Um, you know, I think he looks good. I think, does he get more chances? I mean, if he Vitek... If Vitek, I think he should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Vitek stays out in the lineup, he's going to have to get more chances. Right. Exactly. And that, and this, and and then I'm going to go back to a previous segment, which I did this year, or this, this season. If you want an NDC, you have to steal it. And this goes all the way back to Kolzik. If you want the net in D.C., you have to steal it. So Fukale is primed, as per tradition, to be a starter in D.C. if he performs stellar. And when, But, you know, for, for Caps Nation, you know, to get their tits all excited over this record and his recent good play, 
you know, he hasn't been on the ice in about a month for the NHL, right? He hasn't gotten a start in a while. Um, yeah, it was in October, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been months. So, okay, that's great, and he did good, and, and that can you can either argue at both ways, oh, he's just always on or whatever. But let's see what he can do in a, in a you know, a grind, in an actual season in the yeah. NHL. Um, and, again, I am not detracting from his play. There's a lot of Ds there, too. I am not detracting in his play at all. He's been great, and I am overjoyed. And when you they picked like him it. up, when they no no when they picked him up, I'm not I'm not shitting on the player himself. He's had an amazing start. He's come back. You know he 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 did the inverted bell curve, got picked high, had a lot of pressure on him, did not perform well, f- floundered all the way down to the ECHL where he performed okay. And in years, it's taken him. You know, it's taken this kid years. To come up to this level again. And that, he probably had to fight the stigma of being a first round pick in the ECHL for X amount of years while he battled it out. Then came back up into the A and had to battle it out there. And then gets picked up by the Caps and finally gets his shot back in the limelight. And fully deserved. You know, I think that's even, that's definitely hard, just as hard, if not harder, to come into a, to, if his career had gone well from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, he's the player I love. I love it. You just but don't like. Everybody. I do not like the bullshit hype that's around him. Yeah, with these ridiculous expectations. But just now. calm down. No, I'm fucking. No, no, down. no. You're saying. Oh yeah, every caps Twitter. Let's calm down. <laughs> okay, I thought you were telling me to calm no. down, but that'll never happen. That's, so. Yeah, it's not. It's not even <laughs> worth my energy. You know, he's a good example of. Um, why the minor leagues work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I can tell you, <laughs> growing up in the town of an ECHL team, yeah, and I've been to two other ECHL arenas for games, and <laughs> I can only imagine the things that were said to him. Oh, I know. By fans, by yeah. other teams, people, by his own teammates. Yeah, I mean, just just from what I've heard from the fans, um, people definitely did research on him. They know that he was a former first-round draft pick. Yeah. I mean, and in our hometown, the Nailers had uh, a star from Notre Dame. His first game, he got shelled. Yeah. And he was, some dude screamed at him, go back to Notre Dame. I mean, like, so <laughs> can you imagine how much yeah. worse it was? Go for, get your master's degree. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine how much worse it was for Fucale, who was much more hyped up? Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying, like, the player himself, I have super high hopes for him. And look, say what you will about the Caps farm system, whatever the, whatever their whole thing is. The Caps manage goalies from from pick to infancy to scouting all that all the way up through the whether it be ECHL with the Stingrays to the to the Bears to the Caps expertly. I think that if there's anything that you can say about the Caps as as an organization as to like their their development, they develop, they pick and they develop goalies very well and then they manage them in the NHL incredibly well. As much as it pains me to see Holtby go you know, when you have when you got to pay for Ovechkin, Backstrom, Carlson, and Kuznetsov, there's not a lot of places to trim fat 
Um, and the way that they've decided to is not to award contracts to goaltenders who are that are expensive. Um, also, goalies are voodoo and highly and unreliable. You know, you can. Well, have it's, like, them, it's like it's like running. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. But it's like running backs in the NFL. Use exactly. them while they're young and cheap, and get rid of them before you have to pay them. Yeah, and that's true, and it's unfortunate. You know, get their prime out of them, and, and you know, goaltending is the most important position and the the highest skilled position in the, in the game, and they get treated like shit. Um, they really do. They're the most exploited position, if you will, in in the entire game. In any other sport, the goalie equivalent is the highest paid guy. Yeah, be the quarterback. Quarterback pitcher. Right. Yeah, pitcher. Yeah, I mean, that's how it should be, but it's not. And that's why hockey's fucking weird uh, and also cool. But, you know, I um, so super pumped about Fikali's performance. Not not super impressed with this whole record thing. I mean, cool. I'm glad he got it. I'm glad for him. Like, I'm super happy for him and, and him alone. Not trying to buy into any hype or any bullshit on social media about how Fikali is the next Patrick Waugh or whatever the fuck people are saying about him being a starter. Does he deserve more time at the NHL level? I think so. Well, I think at this point, he would have to prove he doesn't more right. than he does. And I think out of necessity, he's going to get that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Copley, but I think Fikali is the guy. Um, yeah. As, as the fill-in. Right, and I, I, I personally don't think Copley's an NHL goalie. No. So, there it is. We just had a big old rant about Zach Fucali. C- congrats to him. I, I did not mean to, like, I, I opened up with, I don't give a fuck. Now that I look back at what I just said, uh, probably triggered some people. But, yeah, you know. You know, if you were on Dexter, when you're strapped to the table, yeah, Fucali would be playing you that audio. <laughs> <laughs> Here's he your victim, and this is what you've done. <laughs> um, neat record, neat record. Let's see, let's see what he can do in some more starts. Give it to him. Give it to him. We got the taxi squad back, you know, uh, temporarily. Temporarily, yeah. So let's let's give it to him. Um, I'd be okay with seeing him start again next game and just letting Sammy uh, get a blow, you know. And, go at it that way what do you guys think Caps fans let us know am I overreacting probably had some pretty unpopular opinions this season but um, I have been right 100% of the time because I've never been wrong but next week oh oh let's go over our predictions okay Uh, we were both wrong yeah Um, you said one and one I said two and oh I was way off yeah I mean I was closer but still wrong right um, and no OV goals. That's what I. That's what I said. No, you said one. Oh, did I? Yeah. What? You see it right there in writing. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. And you said two. Yeah. So I was more wrong. Okay. All right. Well. So got, we'll just call this a wash. Is that is that what we're doing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we both lost one category. That sounds okay. like a wash. Sounds like a wash. we each get a point. Okay. Yeah. The the loser point. The tie point. Um, well, so when this airs Monday, Caps have a game at home against Boston and then an opportunity for Fucali to get back in net with a back-to-back 
We're at the Isles Saturday for a matinee, 2 p.m., and then another matinee on Sunday the 16th at home against the Canucks. Hopefully that game will still be on. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Well, the Canucks would be coming to D.C. on that, so. Yeah. I mean, have they been letting Canadian teams play away games? I, I haven't really paid attention. I don't know. It, I, it And it's probably not worth speculating on right now, but as as of right now, it is slated to not be postponed. It is slated to be played. Yeah. Uh, so we will operate yet. on the assumption there's a game. Right. Uh, the goaltending matchup, the the starter I see is Fukale, Samsonov, Fukale, in that order, uh, if Fukale does well. So if he does live up to the hype, Caps fans, that's what we're going to see. Fukale. Boston will be a very Sammy. good test. Yeah, Boston. I mean, why not, man? Throw him in. I say give him Boston. Let's see it. Yeah. Let's see him get, let's see him play a contender. And I mean, well, and Boston's outside looking in. They're hungry. They're desperate. Yeah. I'd say let's do it. Um, I think we're going to go 3-0. and We're going to right the ship. Okay. And I think Ovi's going to have three goals. I think the Caps are going to go 2-0-1 because they just love losing in overtime. Um, I'm going to go two Ovi goals. Okay. All right. All right. Um, you're a coward, as always. <laughs> and uh, that's just how it's going to be. When I'm right, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to be... You know, just in reference to your always being right. Okay. Um, you were wrong about the record. So. What do you mean? The record? Yeah, From I mean, last week. On. It's two games. What do you expect me to be, like, infallible? Well, when you say the word always, yes. <laughs> that That is what that word means. But you were also wrong. And so be... your wrongness counteracts my wrongness, and make, it makes it a wash. I thought we just, I thought we just discussed this as a wash. Do, these, wash are, means... these are two separate arguments. <laughs> I thought that wash meant there's just no... No, no ill effect or no positive effect. It was just a wash. It's zero. It's nothing. Like it was nothing. No. <laughs> You're still wrong, even though we washed. All right, Polly. Well, you know we don't have to fucking like dwell on semantics here. <laughs> I don't understand what, what we're doing. But um, Cap sense. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we we went on a little long with the Cali rant, but uh, it's valuable. Okay, let's let's not let's not get this kid's head too big. I know he's earned it. He's absolutely earned it. He's grinded his way back up, and I love to see it. It's an incredible story. You should read up on it if you haven't. Um, and uh, let's look for let's for, look for us to right the ship. Let's hope we start getting guys back. Let's hope we um, get healthy. And let's hope winning. hockey trolls right this week. I'm always right, dude. I just there, there's you. the word again. I'm always. always right. I'm always right. Never been wrong. Never been wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's also a very powerful word. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune into us on Thursday. I'm going to be defending Carl Hagelin to the fucking death. And Polly's going to be talking about the All-Star game and who's been selected and, and maybe some possible snubs. Until Thursday, Hockey Show Polly Cupcake signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at 
CupcakePolly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at CapsChirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.